good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Snatch Podcast. I hope you're doing really well. My name is Latoya, and we are here with the lovely Ewart. <laughs> yes, you got dulcet tones of Ewart. The dulcet tones, Ewart. We love it. Uh, <laughs> we hope you're doing really, really well. Welcome to another episode of I'm Not a Celebrity. Get me out of here. Before we got get into that, make sure you're following us on our socials, which is snatch.podcast on Instagram. If you ever want to see our little weekly videos that we do and you want to get a little bit more of your weekly dose, come on over to the fam. Um, and also, if you need to email us, it's contact at snatchpodcast.com. I hope I got that right. Send us an email. You were right. Yes. Yeah. Send us an email if you've got any queries, questions, etc. So without further ado, you at Go ahead and let us know what today's episode is about. Okay, guys. So thank you very much, Latoya. So this episode is called Equally Yoked. And the celebrity that we're going to be looking at is Gabby Zadibe. So some of you guys might know she is the main actress from the film Precious, which was amazing if you haven't necessarily seen it. Definitely go and watch that. Um, she's done a few other like appearances, I think on Broadway, I think. But then she's also, uh, she has a character called Becky, which is in Empire, so the musical drama. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be focusing on her today and the relationship she has with her husband, Brandon Phelps. Um, and the reasons why we wanted to focus on uh, this celebrity couple, because there's a big difference between obviously Gabby and um, and Brandon. So she's been subject to trolling just due to her weight. And you can basically see that there's quite um, a clear visible differences between her and her partner. Um, and we, in this episode, we really want to kind of explore, um, you know, when there are differences with your partner, whether that is a physicality perspective, whether it's a financial perspective, a physical educational perspective, you know, what impact does that have on relationships? But just to give you a little bit of background around Gabby's story. So, you know, Gabby has bravely spoken out about the abuse that she gets when she attends um, a red carpet uh, awards. So she's admitted that she finds it really hard to get dressed up uh, glamorously when she knows that her weight will be the end, um, in the end will be mocked. So the 34 year old reveals some abuse that she's received and some of the stuff that she's received on Twitter and some mm. of the abuse is actually really, really hurtful. Um, so she said, um, if I wear purple, somebody will call me Barney. If I wear white, a frozen turkey, if I wear red, a picture of Kool-Aid. For those of you guys that don't know what Kool-Aid is, Kool-Aid is basically just like squash, yeah. right? Um, and for those of you who don't know about Barney, Barney was an old school, like, <laughs> children's TV program. Because uh-huh. I know we've got to have some listeners, they'll be like, Barney, What's Barney, Barney. Was Barney? <laughs> Barney was a, a, a children's um, TV program, and Barney's basically a big dinosaur. Uh-huh. Um, you know, some of the comments that Daily Mail have said regarding her relationship, or some of the quotes, or some of the tweets that she's got from trollers, is some people have said her double ganger is hungry hungry hippo um and then in regards to her husband uh, it's been said that he looks dirty and smelly but that's you and you're boasting and then the final comment um is that and this one kind of really really got me is isn't he the pilot of a, of the good year blimp so mm-hmm. that's really 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 hurtful yeah um and yeah we just thought it'd be really good to kind of like explore you know what are the effects on people's like mental health and the impact it has on relationships when you clearly feel that you guys are not um, when there's differences in, in in how you guys operate from again and as I said from a financial a physical mm-hmm. and emotional standpoint. So you know I'm going to throw it over to you, Latoya. Yeah. I hope that was a good context to Lovely. kind of kickstart the conversation. Yeah. But yeah, what's kind of like your 
you? Um, I do know that it seems to be a, a bigger issue if a woman is, uh, let's start with physicality first, but if a woman is physically bigger, i.e. weight-wise or even height-wise, it seems to be a really, really big issue in uh, society. I'm not sure if this if the issue lies more with men or more with women. I would say that I feel like men seem to have more of a problem with it. Um, and also you have women that will be kind of like, well, why would he go out with her? Like, she's so big, she's so this. And what I don't understand that is that just because someone is overweight, well, deemed overweight, um, do they not deserve love? Like, it, it, what do they not deserve mm. to be in a relationship? Or is it that in terms of equally yoked, if they must find somebody that is within their same bracket, but that bracket is you're deeming it as unattractive, so they should only stay with unattractive people, which makes mm. no ser- no sense at all. I was also thinking about like, you know, if I'm in a relationship with somebody who looks physically different to me, am I sh- am I opening myself up to attack? Is it just easier to go with somebody who is in the same, as I said, quote unquote bracket as me? Because you have to wonder sometimes like, with the comments we saw on like Daily Mail, like, are they just comments? Yeah. Like, are they, it's just, just a comment, I'm just saying. Or are they curious? Like, okay, this is interesting. This is not really what I see day to day what 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 does he find attractive about her why is he going out with a taller woman this makes no sense or are they just being rude because at the end of the day Mm. like you you know do you have to say it outside of your group chat does it have to be in a public forum um Mm. and i and i always question whether like we're just measuring our worth based on appearance so it doesn't matter if she's the kindest smartest funniest talented actress clearly um and stacking coin it doesn't matter right because actually she's far too big quote unquote to be going out with someone who's visibly slimmer than her like what could it be he must be with her for her money because she's big what other reason would he be with her so you know it's i always throw up that question like what why are we basing worth on appearance and secondly why do people need to comment like what? Yeah, no, for sure. I think that, you know what, people can think it, because I think we're all guilty at sometimes when, you know, you you have, you might see a celebrity couple, mm-hmm. or you might see uh, just a normal random couple and you're like, oh, okay, like, you know, he's more attractive than her or she's more attractive than him. And, you know, you kind of think it, but then I think, you know what, it's a thought and then you just move on. Mm-hmm. I think it's starts to become uh it starts to become hatred when you start to comment and you openly say that in a public forum or to on on um on social media etc so i do feel that you know what it's natural because i think naturally as humans that like, we always judge one another right like through our own life lens so you know it's natural that other couples will judge other couples and it's natural that you will judge uh, a couple based on you know what they bring to the table but that that's okay but it's when you start to um when you openly comment um and to your point going back to what you were saying in terms of you can have those thoughts and keep it within your group chat but there's no need for you to obviously you know publicize it Mm. and I think that's where it starts to become a little bit hate it starts to become like hatred Mm -hmm. and then people are being rude as well um so yeah no I, I I do feel that that's kind of like um that's something that you have to kind of balance I agree with you in terms of when you're saying around like you know she we know that she is physically bigger mm-hmm. um and what's deemed as bigger in comparison to her husband um and I think you know I do feel that women might have um what's the word I think they could be there on the back burner because I do feel actually if it was a guy I don't necessarily think that she might have she might be getting as much backlash mm-hmm. and I think that's just because in society unfortunately there is still a gender bias mm-hmm. whereas actually you know what if you are a white 
bigger male, then people associate that with wealth. And then in comparison to women, um, they associate that with, okay, lazy. Yeah. Um, and I do feel there is a statistic that, um, uh, and I need to find out where the statistic comes from, guys. So I will try and find this out and let you guys know. But a statistic in America, they've done a survey and some research. And basically, as a body, as a woman's body mass increases, her pay decreases by like 0.5%. Um, so that's crazy um, in terms of, you know, what a woman's size has nothing to do with how competent that she is in delivering her job, yeah. right? Um, and I think that just goes back to my original point in terms of, unfortunately, we're still in a society where there is bias mm-hmm. towards women and their size. Um, but yeah, if it was the other way around, would her husband still be getting the same backlash? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that that's like, that's something that's yeah super, super interesting. Does that happen in, do you think there's the same sort of bias in like same-sex relationships? Do you think the same thing happens? So if it's two men and two women, do you think that that same sort of like one is visibly bigger, taller, shorter, fatter, thinner, mm. whatever? Do you think this, that, that that still applies? Mm, in your own I think experience? so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think so. I think that, yeah, if I was to see potentially somebody, I'd be like, mm, okay, they don't look like, they look like an odd match or they're mm-hmm. not eat equally uh yoked let's say attractive <laughs> yoked. <laughs> and i know that's really really shallow isn't it yeah. that's really shallow but i think that is quite interesting to how society has influenced my perception of what you know uh attractiveness or beauty actually looks mm-hmm. like um but yeah i will help obviously pop up potentially would judge them the same way yeah yeah for me personally i'm not too sure how others would feel but yeah i think that's a really that's that's a, that's a great question. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, in terms of, like, um, not summarising, but I think we are pushed by, I mean, like you said, your influence, right? So the media, it yeah. definitely dictates beauty standards. Um, and I did, when I did my master's, it was about the commodification of uh, black women as a as a mm-hmm. entity within the fashion industry. Um, so I won't go too much into it because it's quite in-depth. But what a lot of it says is that actually a lot of the time uh white audiences don't even care about most audiences actually probably don't really care about who you're putting in front of them so that's you know black white thick thick thin tall short because they want because everybody wants to see someone that looks like them so it doesn't really matter but from a media perspective or from a business perspective they always tend to lean more towards slimmer thinner white blonder because they think that that is what sells and because that is what is being pushed forward, you will get trolls who are going to keep commenting on Gabby. They're going to comment on all these other people because they can, because the media says, well, you're not attractive. I think what makes mm. it worse is that social media is definitely pushing this, is propelling this much, much faster because back in the day, you wouldn't be able to comment. You might be able to write in a letter to the Sun newspaper if you really cared that much, but you wouldn't be able to have a forum to speak about it um, in the same way. And we got to think to ourselves like the rest of the world beauty is not the same your western standards are are one thing but you know in some african countries you know being plus size is 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 a beautiful thing exactly you know be a woman being taller is a beautiful thing you know a woman having a longer neck a woman having like shorter legs it doesn't really matter so we just it's just we have to be so careful with measuring everything our beauty standards when we're being fed something through the media 
that we don't always automatically question. And I, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very, very scary thing. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to move on to mm-hmm. education because I think that one is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've got millennials, we've got Gen Zs, you've got the baby boomers. Everyone can relate to this, I think. Okay. Yeah. How do you think like educational differences? So say one partner's gone to university, the other partner has got not gone, maybe someone only stopped at GCSEs, they haven't got A levels or O levels, depending on what your age bracket is. How do God, you you're going back? I'm going back. O levels. O levels. <laughs> I mean, my mum's definitely going to relate when she listens to this episode, 100%. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) How do you think this uh, affects relationships between couples? You know what? I don't, unfortunately, it shouldn't affect it, but I think it does affect it just based on um, the intellectual connection. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, if, if there is a clear, it shouldn't be a difference. And actually, I don't really care if, if you know, if my boyfriend didn't have, he's uh, at uni at the moment, but if he didn't have, you know, A-levels and I went to uh, university, it should, actually, it doesn't really, it shouldn't matter because actually it's about the life experience. And I think once you're able, if you're able to emotionally and intellectually kind of connect with the individual, mm-hmm. um and there's almost like a common ground, then I think that sh- that that's absolutely fine. Um, and as I said, I think it's more around the intellectual connection. However, I do feel that sometimes it could be, if one person is educated to a particular level, then I think the education could, for the that person, there could be an element of uh, superiority sure. um, over the individual, um, just for the pa- just for the perspective of, you know what, I've gone to university, this is what I've studied, I've done my master's, I've got a first, da, 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 whatever, versus the individual, uh, so their partner who potentially has just been educated to GCC level. So I think, it, 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 but then on the flip side, it might not necessarily be, you know, that superiorness might not necessarily be being, being demonstrated from that partner, mm-hmm. but their partner might feel inferior. So I think yeah. it's from an insecurity perspective. Yeah. So I think it's more around, uh, it shouldn't affect... But I think if you don't necessarily have that a level or uh, or almost like um, a level of um, of intellectual connection, then I think it can definitely cause problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what's your view? Um, I think that people can feel undermined, and I think it's not even on purpose. I just think sometimes you. Uh, I think sometimes, you know what it is? I think if you feel insecure in another element of your relationship, then you might use your education to make yourself feel more powerful over someone else, uh, over Mm -hmm. that person in the relationship. And why I say that is because I'm coming from a gender perspective. If you're a woman and obviously your partner's a man, so I'm coming from a heterosexual point of view, that often it is, you know, we lived used to live in a society where it's the man that was a breadwinner and now you've got women going to university, getting degrees, going master, doing their masters, etc. But women are still seen as overall meant to be the homemakers and meant to take off, look after the home. So mm. if you've got a woman who's got um, a degree, you know, a higher level of education than her partner, I think that actually, like you said, the woman might not be um, intentionally trying to make her husband or boyfriend feel lower than she is. But because yeah. he's dealing with a societal standard that says you are the man of the house, you should be the breadwinner, you should be the person who is making the most money or whatever to have your wife 
have that over you can make you feel undermined mm. in, in in a different way. So you might find that that partner might the the husband might try and make the woman feel small in multiple different ways mm. because actually they hate that their wife is far more educated than they are. Agreed. Um, but uh, like you said, that's an insecurity that that partner has to deal with because actually it's not the woman's fault. We now live in a society where women can go to university. Don't get me wrong. I do think there are some women who will do that if they they feel that you're not on their level. Their family might even repeat it to them. Like, why are you going to stop going out with somebody who hasn't gone to university or whatever? They will use their education. They will talk down to you. They will make you feel small. But I think that it's it. Everybody's got their own race. So if you've got if you've got into a relationship with somebody maybe at the beginning they were at that point where they wouldn't go to university or even get the A-levels, whatever reason they haven't got it. If it if it's something that you feel that will benefit their life and you also feel that that's something that they want, then I think that you need to be supportive and actually maybe help them realise that dream because maybe they haven't had that chance. Mm -hmm. So now you as that partner can be like, well, have you thought about doing this? Well, have you thought about doing that? So you're getting them to level up, but in their own way. You're not trying to make them the same. Like you've got to also have a master's why does that person need to have a master's? This might not be necessary for their like career. So say, for example, mm. the person is a um, a plumber, right? There's nothing with plumber. Plumbers are great. They make good money. They make bank, right? But it might be a case of he did his plumbing, B-Tech or whatever, and he's finished, and you are a high-flying executive for a financial firm. Now, he makes money, but he might still feel like, God, she's making way more money or she's far more elevated than I am. It might be a case of, do you know what, babe, why don't you think about doing like a little management course to support what you do? Because maybe you want to run your own firm. Maybe you now want to run your own plumbing company rather than working for someone else. Everyone's ambition is different, but that's just my viewpoint. I know not everybody thinks that way. They want somebody mm. who's equally educationally on their level, especially women. They want it because mm. why not? It's, it's something to brag about, right? But it's it's not the same race for every single person is my viewpoint yeah no for sure I think that um I like the way where you're talking about you know what you are there to kind of support your partner mm. like level up in their own way because I do think that sometimes partners run the risk of obviously pushing your own agenda mm -hmm. your qualities onto the individual and you know what like they're probably already feeling a little bit insecure in terms of where where they're at in comparison to mm -hmm. you so I think it's actually how you support them and ask the, those right questions that almost like spark that innovation and that drive um and I think that you know what like I think whilst education for me, education is education, mm -hmm. right? It's important. I enjoyed my uni experience. I enjoyed writing my um, my dissertation. <laughs> uh, it was the bane of my life. Yeah. I think I was losing hair, right? But I enjoyed going through the whole experience. I'm looking dishevelled, ain't washed for a week. <laughs> it is what it was, right? It, 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 but I, and I enjoyed that. But actually, it, it's not. I think ambition and passion is more important than education. Um, and I think as long as a person has that drive um, and they have the passion, because I think it shows that they're willing, they, they're, show, they're showing willingness to achieve more yeah. for themselves. Yeah, sure. I think, and I think, yeah, for me, that's more important. Um, I think that when the person doesn't have any drive and passion, it's a problem mm. because, it, you know, I want to achieve great things with my partner. And if my partner isn't able to match me or even have any sort of like, you know, ambition to drive forward mm -hmm. and they don't demonstrate that, that, that that's a hindrance and a blocker mm -hmm. for sure. That's what I feel. 
What's your view? Um, well, I'm trying to think if I've been in a situ- any situations like that. I don't think I have really. I guess I have maybe gone out of people who don't have a degree. Not that it's bothered me. It never bothered me one drop at all um, yeah. because actually they were very good in the field that they were in. So th- there was mm. there was a need for them to go to university. I don't believe unless they felt that they needed to, fine. But they were doing very well and making good money. So it wasn't really necessary yeah. for them to go. And I never felt at any point that me going to university, because I went back to study again, etc. I'd never really felt like, oh, this is embarrassing. Like, you know, that that person doesn't go to university. I just never felt that. Um Mm. But maybe because the person's a man and I'm a woman, maybe that's why. Maybe because it, it doesn't seem to matter as long as a man is making money in a heterosexual relationship, who cares where it's coming from? But for me as a woman, my mum has always said to me, like, no matter what, especially as a woman, make sure you have something of your own. And that is, in, she said, she's always said to me, I don't really care what you do yourself or wherever you go, but make sure that you've got a degree, you've got something to fall back on because obviously she's coming from an immigrant mindset, coming to United yeah. Kingdom, because yeah. at the end of the day, that is what's something you can come back to and you always have that in your corner if you want to find a job or move into something else. So that's always been my kind of focus. Like, okay, get that degree, yeah. whatever, relationships come and go. But it's not necessarily, I know it's not someone else's dream. And I don't think you can mm. force that, but I agree with you in terms of helping them to, it, not always, but to support them if they have ambition and drive. And I think that I, I, I hope I did. I don't know the person listening. I hope I supported you. I hope so. Um, but I hope, <laughs> I hope I supported that person in um, trying to find their way, you know, and it's, it's not, and I'm not trying to be a fixer, though sometimes I think I end up being that person, but I'm, I'm trying to help them realise that, actually you are better than what you think you are and if you if you think yeah. that not having the degree is 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 making you less of a person please don't think that about yourself like especially when you've probably mm. done more of yourself than a lot of people ha- would have done with a degree some people got a degree and they're not working for years and years after that so it's mm. not always a degree it's like you said it's the ambition but maybe sometimes you have to be the partner to spark that little like you're really good at this like mm. have you thought about doing that you know x mm-hmm. y and z some people they've got like childhood trauma and things going on that stop them from having confidence and there's nothing that you can really maybe physically do or emotionally do to, to help that but I think if you're just prepared to be there for them then I think that that's enough to kind of they've got something they've got you in their corner being their cheerleader mm-hmm. to push them forward but let's not act like everyone's upbringing was exactly the same. Everyone's approach to education has been the same. They might have learning difficulties, dyslexia, dyspraxia, dyscalculia. Yeah. They might have so many things that are hindering their confidence to stop them actually going back to get education. And you're there in the corner like, well, why don't you have a degree? And this person's husband is CEO and is doing a PhD. Why? Well, yeah. might be a PhD, might, but he might not speak to her day in, day out. Maybe the only conversation they have is at breakfast time and that's it. Yeah, no, it's, you, you, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I think that it's more around, you know what, like when you're together with someone, it's about how you compliment 
each other um and again like you know if you I think it's around having that balance mm-hmm. so irrespective of whether or not let's say yeah I was to have the degree or that individual's got the degree and they're a high flyer and that person hasn't but actually do they bring something do they add to the relationship bank in other ways do you know what I mean and I think that's I think that's kind of like a, a theme that I've kind of thought about as we're going through and yeah. scoping out this episode it's more around actually how do you guys complement each other and support the capital in your relationship bank that's that's for me it's more boom okay i like that thank you relationship bank i love that relationship bank and i think that's quite important that is massively important um i think that i have been guilty Uh of uh you know what i can't see it i can't remember specific examples of when i have used my education to feel more superior or make my myself look (laughs) superior or feel superior in my previous relationship but I have there has been a situation where my degree has come up in conversation and I think the person and I'm not too sure if I'm still kind of trying to work through that if it was that person's insecurity okay a previous relationship that person's insecurity or was it the fact that I was demonstrating that behaviour? Ah. Um, but there was very much of a very clear difference in terms of the intellectual connection. Okay. And I don't that that sometimes that was that that was a bit hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hard. I think it was hard because actually, you know, you're trying to take the conversation to the next level, to mm. um, and it just wasn't. It, it, it the conversations and the debates like plateaued, mm. and I was like, okay, cool, and it's to be like you know simulated in different ways. However, but on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in relationships where I felt that you know my partner had with a great my ex-partner went to a great university etc and I actually felt that I was inferior mm. just due to the fact that you know what what he achieved and where he went to university um and that was when I was I think it was about 25 26, I think yeah um but that I don't I wouldn't necessarily say that's anything that he did that was more my own insecurity I see yeah so it's nothing that no one person he, he wasn't a person to kind of like fly the flag and be like yeah this is where I went this is what I did etc mm. etc et blah 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 um I just think that it was based on my insecurity and I don't really think that I really kind of tried to match um in terms of those conversations it was more just like sit there and be like okay cool like <laughs> you're a bit dumb you're a bit shit so I was quite I was quite subservient I was very subservient uh, um, in that aspect. And you know, subservient is not, that's sub- not you. something that I don't do. No. This is it. This is it. So it's almost looking at, like, at that moment in time, like, what was I going through and what insecurities did I have that made me behave that way and feel that way? So, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Interesting. I, I would I not know. expect that. I'm actually quite shocked. You were... I know. But it does happen. I know. I mean... Yeah, no, for sure. I, for sure it does. And I think, you know what, as I said, the best thing that happened to me in the past 10 years is turning 30. Baby! <laughs> Level up. Love I it. mean, from 20, you know what, from 28, I was just like, fuck this shit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Take control of yourself. Yes. Take control of yourself. Yes. Um, <laughs> I agree. But, but yeah, there was a lot of, um, uh, what do you call it, challenges yeah. to, say, to say in my in my 20s. Um, but now I'm glad that I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, this, is, this you. is you. We love this it. We you, love to exactly. see it. Um, <laughs> so education links nicely into financials because it is just, it goes hand in hand sometimes or not. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it matters if one partner earns more than the other? 
It depends. Mm -hmm. On what? (laughs) (laughs) On what? (laughs) It depends on if you guys have responsibility. Yeah. So if you've got a responsibility, um, if you've got a responsibility, for example, at house, Mm -hmm. children, Mm -hmm. kids, like, you know, I I do feel that it, it, it... Whilst it shouldn't matter, but I think it does mm-hmm. because you know what? If you're going into, if you're having a house with your partner, like I, I'm a true believer in equality, right? I think people should come to the table and they should input into the relationship bank 50 50, mm-hmm. right? To a degree. But when it comes to tangible, like financial implications or things, then I think it does matter. So, for example, if I am going to, if there is a, um, uh, I'm with my boyfriend, if we wanted to obviously buy a house, etc. I don't believe that just because I get paid more, mm-hmm. I should put in 75% okay. of the money or the, the yard. Mm-hmm. That I don't think that should run. I think what what is more, um, I think what needs to happen is that we decide, right, this is the property that we want. Mm-hmm. Looking at your finances and my finances, how much can we put into the savings pot to build that deposit 50-50? So if it is £250 a month, then I put £250 a month. Mm-hmm. But I think that's quite important. Mm-hmm. I do feel that some people do think just because one person gets paid more, then actually they should be the person who inputs more into it, it, it you know, into like household or children. No, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I think you come to it 50-50. Um, so it, it, that's what I'm talking about. It depends. But if it's removing any of like the responsibility or those accountabilities, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's a big deal. So I think that in my relationship, yes, I get paid more in comparison to my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would say, you know what, 75% or 80% of the time when we go out like for dinner, I'm the one who's paying. Sure. That's fine. Um, but I, again, I think it's important that that aspect, if that's a, if my, I'm not going to say, if my financials, if there's an aspect of me that's been depreciated, (laughs) (laughs) then it needs to be, then there has to be something that comes back into the relationship bank. So I think it needs to be topped up via something else from his part. And I think that's all about, about like, yeah, again, that's how you replenish your relationship bank and come to it from a equal kind of perspective if that made sense yeah yeah, it did it did it did make sense it did make yeah sense yeah at all i just no it did big hit. you just let it flow but no it did make sense well, yeah. uh i slightly disagree <laughs> a little okay. bit um i don't know that i think it matters if one partner earns more than the other if if when you're talking about the tangibles or the financials or whatever that it's been equally laid out in terms of what someone is going to pay and what someone isn't going to pay. So for example, if you, the house example that you said, if the person who earns more or it could be a person that earns less has come up with a deposit for the house and you have not contributed financially to that deposit and they say, this is the house that you're going, they're going to buy. It might be the case that, well, okay, you're going to buy it, but I'm happy to pay into the mortgage because I know that have it. And you set up your legal documents, legal documents, guys, um, so that if anything happens, yeah. then you can say, well, okay, let's proportionally work out percentage rise. If you've paid this much much into the, to the mortgage, this is what you'll get if, we, if I decide to sell the house. But you won't get like the deposit or you won't get what I've put in myself financially. Because mm. what tends to happen against the heterosexual point of view, divorce happens and suddenly it's like the house. We need to... I paid the deposit or, but you paid the deposit, which was £20,000, but I'm the breadwinner and I've been paying the mortgage for X amount of years. Mm -hmm. So actually I've been paying the full mortgage and you haven't been paying anything for God knows how long. So now what? Mm -hmm. And then it becomes an issue. 
So legals, guys, legals, write up a document um, before you do any of that. Um, and also, so sometimes this is not, I think from a woman's point of view as well, is that a lot of the time, not all the time, the woman earns less and there's actually, and they have to work less maybe because they're looking after the child. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be nice to be on the same level, but it's not always possible. And I do appreciate that sometimes if we're going back to educational level, if your partner has not got uh, a degree that would so, for example, you can't go and be a doctor without a degree, right? You can't really go and be mm-hmm. like a, um, I'm trying to think of another job that's, I mean, you could be a journalist without a degree. That doesn't require a degree. But even to drive a bus or a lorry, you must have a certificate to say that you can do that. You can't just say, I drive a car, can go drive a, lo- yeah. drive a lorry. So it does require some sort of educational level that you might, your partner might not have. So therefore their income is not the same. Um but I mean, I'm a firm believer that what I earn is what I earn and what you earn is yours anyway. So we don't need to talk about it. As long as the bills are paid, yeah. make sure that your money is separate. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, you know <laughs> what? I'm there with you. I, I am there with you. I can't. And I know some people, some of our listeners would be like, oh my God, they've got just so anti-like love and relationship and building together. It's not even that. I just think that, you know what? Like, look, my boyfriend's check is his check, yeah, yeah. right? you make it work. My check is my check. And you know what, whatever we build in between is what we have in between. But like, just so we're clear, my bank, your bank. As long as the bills are paid. And this is our bank in the centre. And as long as the bills are paid, as long as we're replenishing into our relationship bank, and that means for my financials and emotional, then I think that's that's absolutely fine. I'm there with you. I agree. It's it's very, it's just, it's just, I know that it does work for some people and I've got no problems with that. I I know a few people, it works and they do it and it it works for their relationship and the trust is really good and it's there. But if you're already in a relationship where you're slightly not sure what's going on, then for me, I don't, like Mm. financial abuse is very real and you could put yourself in a situation where like you can't control what's going on with your own money because it's going into an account that you can't sometimes you could, like I've read horror story after horror story and again this is with people in not very nice relationships where the husband just hasn't come home okay husband hasn't come home now what go check the joint account cleared out finished no, no, the money money's gone. gone he's gone my money's mad. gone so <laughs> Always keep a little bit back for yourself. That's all I'm saying. No, Just a sure. little bit back for yourself. Because um, I've never, in any relationship whatsoever, I've never told a partner what I earn. Never. It, re- it remains a se- secret. You can be as transparent as you want. Baby, show me your bank statement. Give me your, if you want to, that's your choice. But for me, you are never, you can guesstimate as much as you want. You can go on salary calculator and work out what you want to try and work out. But you're never going <laughs> to know. <laughs> you know salary calculator. Yes. Salary calculator. And then equally, that type of into Google. Okay, cool. So this is the position. What's the benchmark <laughs> yes. in London? Do you know what I mean? Trying to work out. Like, <laughs> what's the benchmark in London? See people using that LinkedIn account quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mad. Uh, yeah, I'm Sometimes you have to keep it, you know, a secret. I don't necessarily think if I've done... I ha- No, to be fair, I can be... I think back in the day, I was super transparent. Yeah. Now I'm just a little bit like, you know what? We just need to kind of have a bit of a rough estimate. estimate yeah. But you don't need to know the, the exact, you know, amount. Right. That's that's what I like to hear. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was going to say, have you ever been in a situation where um, you feel inferior, that you don't earn enough money? Um, and also what you did to try and resolve any situations where you did feel like money was becoming an issue in your relationship? Um, okay, cool. So, yes, I have felt inferior when I earned 
less than um, a previous partner who earned more and was younger than me. Wow, wow, actually. wow, wow. So that, that was that was a shot. And I was like, damn, I was like, this is just not okay. Um, <laughs> so what did I do? Do you know what? I think I, I was feeling a particular type of way probably for a few couple of months. And I was just like, you know what? You just need to get over it. Mm. I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. And like, if you just need to make sure that you set X amount aside and you know what, you make that last. But to be fair to that partner, that partner actually supported me in terms of setting up like a spreadsheet for savings. So I was quite transparent. So actually that was actually quite nice. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, you know what? I know that I earn X amount more than you and this is what you're uh, you're on. So you know what? Let's help you manage that money better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was actually quite nice. I think that really supported me feeling a little bit shitty about it, to be fair. Um, but I do appreciate that some people have been in those situations and actually that's really, really hard. I think the advice I would give is just, oh Lord. I think depending on, I think have the conversation with your partner, you know, because mm. I think that going back into original point in terms of, you know what, like your partner should be there to almost like spark that, like the ambition and that passion. Your partner's there to support you and compliment you. And if you do feel a particular type of way and it is impacting in terms of your insecurity and impacting, you know, the relationship, then I think you should just start to have that conversation with your partner and be like, look, like, this is where I'm at right now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And again, it's just a conversation and your partner can support you in that way. Yeah. Um, that would be my advice. No, it's good advice. Yeah, no, it's good advice because I have been in that situation and I never spoke up about it, actually. I never really said anything, but I felt really shit. And uh, to be honest, like I, I don't think I'm ever, I've ever been one of those uh, women who... I mean, I like, I always joke, I like a sugar daddy. Yeah, okay. I like a bit of money here and there. I do, I do. I can't lie. But, um, 100%. but in deep down in time, I'm quite a, a hard worker and I, I do like to have my own. That's just me. So I did feel very uh, insecure and I did feel very much. And it was a, like a flippant comment that had come out and it, it really uh, struck a nerve because it was really like, presum- I think. I don't think they meant it and I, they probably wouldn't even remember that they said it, but it was something like we were meant to go out or meet up or something. And I said, Oh yeah, we can, I don't know. We can go here. Maybe we could get something like this to eat. I can't remember what it was exactly. And the comment was something like, Oh, and I guess you're going to expect me to pay again. And I was like, Oh, and I, oop. I was like, I didn't mention anything about you paying. I just said we could mm-hmm. go there, but like, it was like, okay. So even though the person doesn't mind, they, they they front a lot of bills. There was never any issue about money or whatever, but something in in their mind is going, she just expects me to pay for everything. She's just expecting me to pay for everything when that wasn't really the case. Um, mm. And so therefore that really propelled me to be like, oh no, that's never going to happen to me again. There's never going to happen to me again where someone's going to think that I am uh, trying to live off their money because I'm not. And mm. that wasn't the case. It's very presumptuous to think that that's the kind of person I am. So even if it was just flippant, it was a joke. It really sparked. And it really it really upset me. And it also made me realise, do you know what? Um, you really got to get your shit together. Because no matter what, especially as a woman, there are going to be men that have that mindset that you're just trying to eat off their, eat off their plate. And it's not really the case. So mm. I then... You know, I went back to university and during that time I was trained to be a teacher. By the time I qualified and had my new job, I was dumped. But that's a story for another episode, baby girl. Um, Yeah, by the time you get yourself together, isn't it always funny? By the time you got your shit together, is that suddenly when you're not good enough for 
you know, maybe maybe that was an mm. insecurity on that person's part. God knows, who knows? But you're suddenly not good enough anyway. So I got myself t- together. I moved into my flat. I got my, like, I literally just like, right, we're leveling up. We're leveling up now. We've got to get ourselves together. Yeah. You know, so I do feel like I wish that I had said something back then and been a bit more open that actually that's making me feel very uncomfortable. And please understand that I am trying to, get myself together. I'm only a retail girl right now. You know, I'm trying to move myself yeah. into a diff- different career. This is not where I plan to stay forever. And I think that that, that yeah. is the main thing. Have you actually checked that that's where that person wants to be? That maybe that might not be the case. And you're making an assumption about it. They there's, as I said, there could be learning difficulties involved, which is why they're, they're not pushing themselves up further. Um, and why do you feel so negatively about what that person do with their money? What does was it, unless you're paying for everything and you haven't spoken up and you're complaining in your head, why am I paying for everything? How does the other person know? Yes, yeah, so there are people who are going to mm-hmm. take the piss and they're going to, you know. I was about to say because there's some people yeah, that will take the piss. They will, and I think that sometimes you just need to call it out on That's the behaviour. Right. Like, and so yeah, there are some people that take the piss. But to your point, if they haven't necessarily, if you feel a particular type of way and you haven't said anything, then actually that's on that's on right. you. I do feel, but then on the flip side, I do well. Actually, you know, you know this is just coming from my perspective, and because some people are just not necessarily like me. I think if that was me and I was in that situation, yeah. my partner earns more than me, and they're paying for more stuff, I would make sure that is balanced out in other that's ways. So equally, going back to my original point, as of okay, cool. If they are. Let's say, for example, if we were to live together or, you know, I, I came out and stayed in their flat, et cetera, et cetera. If they are a large proportion of the time paying for some of the stuff, mm-hmm. paying for the food, best believe I'm in that kitchen cooking. Yeah, yeah. Because why should you have to pay and cook? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you need to make sure that it is balanced. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, you're feeding me, but let me prepare the meal for us yeah. because actually you bought that. Um, other situations where, you know, again, just saying that it's about bringing – it's about, it's about being equal mm-hmm. in the relationship and replenishing the relationship in other facets. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily just have to be the financials, but if it's the emotional standpoint, if it is a domestic standpoint, mm-hmm. so a big thing, domestic effort, that's massively important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do think that it's around, yeah, just having kind of like, as I said, that, that balance. Yeah, and I was just going to say the last point is that, you know, the last episode we talked about social media and impact on relationships and you see like these couples, right, who like it looks like the people are spending money and you're, you're seeing something from the outside. So you think that that is normal. But I just want to say to anyone under the age of 30 listening, that it's not normal for 20. And I'm going to say it, it's not normal for early 20s people to be jet setting around the world, like as if it's nothing, having designer bags like it's nothing. Back when, I mean, we were in our early 20s, that's something I saw people in their 40s and 50s doing because they had established themselves at their career and they had made enough money to live like that comfortably. So that was aspirational. Now you've got people under the age of 25 living this lifestyle and making people in that same age bracket thinking that's the norm. But it's not really the norm because these people, their trips are paid for. You know, they might be living on credit. That's a very small select Mm -hmm. of people, people who might even come from wealth already. So I just feel like Mm -hmm. if you're also using that as a bracket, it's like, well, this person's boyfriend that I follow on social media is making this much money and taking this person here and doing that. Why are you not doing it? Or why am I having to do it when I see someone else do it? Just remember, it's a veneer. Like, it's not real. Mm -hmm. So actually look at what the tangible part of your relationship that you can measure and not what you're looking at online. Stephanie, Stephanie, I'm done. Um, <laughs> okay, so the scope, 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 scope. Um, 
I can see here that you've talked about emotional slash effort. So, yeah. So I was thinking about like, you know what, we've had a, a big conversation around obviously, you know, the financial implications of being equally yoked, the educational differences. But I think a big thing is around almost like the emotional and the effort. Mm-hmm. So actually, are you equally yoked for what you bring to the table from an emotional standpoint and the effort that you make in the relationship, whether that is tangible effort, but then equally um, almost like a psychological effort as well and I think that's massively important so I just wanted to find out if there has been any examples or could you share some insights in terms of when you have been in previous relationships where you feel that you haven't necessarily been the relationship hasn't been equally yoked from an emotional standpoint and an effort standpoint mm-hmm. as well um sure uh, I think I have been for sure I am um very uh emotionally I'm quite sensitive. I'm actually very sensitive in relationships, but I'm also very sensitive to my partner. I don't know if it's a Libra thing. Libras, let me know. You really are quite, uh, you want your partner to be the best version of themselves, but also you want them to be emotionally happy. Like literally, I feel like I just want to see my partner smile. I just want to see them happy. I want to see them laughing. I don't want to see them sad. So I would pour in a lot of energy. And in a previous relationship, I'd pulled in a lot of energy to try and always keep them happy. And I felt like everything I was doing was me pouring into an empty cup that was never getting full. Like it literally was, there's no, there's no way I can ever make this the right way because actually I think that there was stuff going on with that person that they weren't being open about and emotionally. Mm -hmm. So no matter what I would do, I would never be able to fix it. That's what I was trying to do, but I couldn't fix it. And then in the same way, I was getting nothing back. So my, I literally was like being drained and being sapped of my happy demeanor. And I feel like over the evolution of that relationship, I started really bubbly and and I became mm. a shell of myself by the end. I wasn't me. Like I literally was mm. like, I went to therapy afterwards. And I like, I remember the woman saying like, you know, it's it's not just, you know, that this is, you're blaming yourself for a lot of stuff, but it's not, you know, that it's not just you, right? Like you, it, like yes you there are things that you could do you would have done that might have been wrong or you can be blamed for whatever but it's not just you who has to contribute to a relationship and I know that then when I uh, met my husband at the beginning he always used to say to me you just don't talk you don't say anything you don't say how you feel nothing like you can speak and I wasn't used to that because I was used to mm-hmm. like not talking about how I felt or how I felt emotionally and keeping it all inside to support somebody else and never getting the same back. Even, even if you're getting financially and you're getting gifts and getting things like that, that person can love you so much, but because I feel like the love that they have for themselves is not quite there. They cannot give you the love that you deserve because they don't necessarily mm. love themselves. That's horrible to say. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if you're listening. Um, but um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't mean it in a horrible way. I really, really don't. And I know that that person knows I don't mean it like that. But I mean, you don't love yourself. Then how can you love others? You can't mm. give anybody emotional support because you're not there for you. You're not there for yourself. So mm. I think now I'm in a situation where it's, uh, I mean, men are still men. Men are still men. Oh my God. You guys, uh, you guys. Excuse me. Men. What do you mean? Listen, men are Listen, just let me men. say something. Just be careful, in it, Because I don't want to get, I don't want to get into it with you on this, on, on this, on this episode today. <laughs> so just be mindful. All right. And be tactful right. about what you're about to say. No, actually, you know what? Say, okay. say, say, talk the things. No, talk okay. the things. Men are more logical, right? They don't really see things from an... Or maybe they're not taught to be as emotional. Let's go from that viewpoint because it's a... It's a 
So, I agree. Yeah, it's a community societal thing, right? You're not taught to, you shouldn't cry in front of other men. You shouldn't, you know, that's why male suicide rates are so high, unfortunately. The biggest killer of men in the UK right. is suicide. It's awful because you don't talk about it, right? So I think when you're a woman, you're taught from a young age to be like, yeah, it's okay to cry, be emotional. So then suddenly, you know, yin, yang, Venus, Mars, you come together and you're like, why, why are you not talking to me? Why are you not speaking to me? Why not being like open? And I think that it's difficult to be equal. Sometimes you have some men who are very emotionally open, don't get me wrong. But I do think sometimes it's really hard to get a man to understand why you are upset. They will hear, or in my situation, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, sometimes like there will be a mess on the kitchen counter. And I've asked you about this mess three or four times. Why have you not cleaned it up? Because you're busy, right? You're doing your thing. Fantastic. Great. Good for you. So now we've got to the fifth time. And the fifth time now, the sweet tone has disappeared. I'm like, when are you going to fucking clean that up? Because I've had enough. Yeah? And suddenly it's, oh, but you're not really angry about that, are you? You're angry about something else. No, I'm angry about the fucking mess on the table. Can you clean it up right now? And I hate that. I, it's not the first time I've encountered that. It's like, you're angry about something else. No, 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 no. I'm angry about what you haven't done right this moment and that you're not listening to me. You can hear me, but you're not actually listening to what I'm saying. And I know that that is a conversation I've had with multiple of my female friends. That happens a lot. Mm. But you know what? Mm. I'm not being sexist today. It's not, be, not being sexist today. So you are, I'm done. <laughs> you talk things. You talk things. Go for it. <laughs> No, you know what? In I'm just going to respond uh, to what you're saying. I right, okay, cool. You know what? I I I, I I'll give you uh, <laughs> that. In terms of, we are not necessarily um, very open to be vulnerable. I don't necessarily think we've been taught that. I do feel it depends, and I think it depends on the individual and their context as well, because their context can be quite different. I think for me, I've conditioned. I think in some previous episodes, I've talked about like you know stuff that's happened in my childhood. I've conditioned myself not to necessarily show vulnerability to only rely on myself because you're the only person that will get what you want mm -hmm. right so I do feel that that probably impacts kind of like being quite transparent and open and showing vulnerability um and you know what I agree with you in terms of if that that's infuriating if the person says you're not really angry about that actually <laughs> no, no 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 and there has been times where I think it's been quote what I think you're trying Sally, to say oh, the fuck me it. and I'm like okay <laughs> And then obviously that like, the savagery comes on. And I'm, just like, I'm about to shut it down now. So no, I I I I I get that. And, and yeah, I think you know what it's quite. I think as I said, like you know, I think for me the whole like emotional um, and the effort, if it's it's about being equally yoked in that aspect, because actually you know what you take away the education, you take away like the financials and the physicality. I think that's the most important thing because I think that really supports obviously the connection. So as I said, I'm a true, uh, the connection with your partner and I am a true believer of, you know, people coming to the relationship or adding into the relationship bank 50-50. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this bit is the most important bit. So, you know, it's around if one person, and again, I'm probably going to, you know, my boyfriend might be to differ. Um, I would say I am, I am more sensitive in comparison to him. I will not talk about my feelings. He will. Mm -hmm. um, so I think 
there are times where it's quite challenging for us to navigate through that because I'm coming from from a Europe perspective, he's coming from from the other, and I don't feel there are challenges in how we communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think the communication is a massive part in terms of how you can really build that emotional bank, emotional effort, and make sure that you're equally looked in that in that way. Um, from an emotional standpoint, effort is something that if it's not managed, it can annoy. For sure, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> it can annoy. So, you know, I'm if if it is about, right, this is the effort that I'm putting into the relationship from an emotional standpoint, but then equally, sometimes you have to do house chores and do the things in it. <laughs> like, don't, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to be open on this. Like, do you know what I mean? If I'm going to wake up, I'm going to be doing this washing, I'm going to do the cooking, da 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 da. Like, you, you, need, to, you need to help me, mm. help us, help me help us. That's it. I love it. Help me help us. Yes. So that's 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 uh, that's yeah, definitely something that I think needs to happen. If you were to, I think some kind of like advice that you would give to any of our listeners that might be in a, a, a relationship mm-hmm. where they don't necessarily think that it's emotionally yoked, yeah. equally yoked, mm-hmm. and effort. What strategies would you tell them uh, or mm-hmm. give them advice in order to to handle that or to move that forward? Um, I think because it's quite hard, it's isn't it? Hard. Because you can't. It, because it's not a tangible thing, sometimes it's quite hard to uh, almost articulate yeah. that, if that makes sense. So, yeah, um, what advice would you give? I think sometimes you can't change it. And that's a really harsh truth that people need to know. Like you said, people's upbringings and previous relationship experience can leave them with baggage that they're not prepared to address and that you might not be able to fix. So I always mm-hmm. approach, I think I've said this in a podcast before about the way that I look at things, which is it's three ways. You either accept it. And this is your partner. Maybe they don't really talk much. They don't put the effort in. And this is what it's going to be. You're always going to have to do a little bit more because they're not going to give you what you want. You can try to change it. And that's whether you decide to go to therapy together. You have open conversations. Maybe you make a little um, contract, little relationship contracts between you, with each other. And saying, yeah. like you said, like, okay, well, if you're going to pay for the groceries and do the shopping, I'm going to um, do all the cooking. Or one night a week, if you want us to spend quality time one night a week how about I do a date night at home and then and then another day you do a date night out out in the streets or whatever you know whether that's you're gonna buy sexy lingerie hey do your thing whatever you're gonna do to bring that relationship you know make it what you want it to be you have to visualize but you also have to discuss with your partner what it is that you want but if those tactics have not worked and it really is something where it's leaving you so emotionally drained and you're hurt and it's not moving forward, I firmly believe that it might be time for the relationship to come to an end. Obviously, there's other things. You might have a house together. You might have children. Those are all assets that I know make the decision more complicated. But we're not put on this earth to not be loved. We're not put on this earth. You can't be living your life. You. This is our, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation. You know, people always say, oh, they were together for 50, 60 years. Were they happy for 15, 60 years? Not, not always. Sometimes, you know, they're not, the relationship has no emotional growth. You know, it's very, a, a woman or a man could feel very lonely in their relationship, even if they're with the person. Mm-hmm. So actually, you're like, you only have one life to live. And I don't know if it's always right to keep pushing for someone to, to give you what you want emotionally. And you're not getting it back. I think actually call it deuces sorry <laughs> so pessimistic yeah no it's true and you know what like I think a big thing is just about yeah just that conversation because mm. I think sometimes it can be quite hard for the other person to to flex uh-huh. almost and give the individual what they need and that's okay yeah. because you know what everyone's themselves so if people want to do it if they don't want to do it you should have the choice to do what you want to do yeah. but then yeah I think it's about just having that conversation Definitely. Of, you know what 
I want us to get to? Do you think you can match that vice versa? Mm -hmm. Do you think you can give this? Yay. No, I'll try. Okay, cool. We'll try. We'll review. But if nothing's changed, then yeah, we just need to kind of like move on. And I think, yeah, yeah, that's, I agree with you in that aspect in terms of like, yeah, you might have to just say, Bye. Bye. <laughs> Exit station. So, so I am um, kind of closing thoughts. Closing thoughts? Here. Mm-hmm. Closing, closing thoughts. There was something that I wanted to kind of like put into this and ha- kind it. of explore, but I think this is a bigger topic though. I think it's a bigger topic that we might need to, we can touch upon. But uh, on the back of like, well, you know, when we're talking about mm-hmm equally yoked we've gone through the whole aspects of you know the financial the educational the physical we've gone through like the emotional the effort but what about when it's like if there's differences in terms of like interracial relationships because gabby and her husband husband's white right yeah so do you know what like you know how does that what does that actually look like? What pressures do what pressures pressures what pressures do they face as a interracial couple when it comes to being around the whole concept of equally yoked? Well, I can talk from experience because I am an interracial relationship. I was in it before it became fashionable, guys, just so you know, um, before swirling became a thing. We need to actually do it. We need to do it. We need to do an episode yeah, today. Because I really... We definitely need to do an It's not... A, it's, <laughs> this, is, this is real life. It's not It's not Instagram goals and trying to make pretty babies. This is just... It's actually people's real relationships, just so we know. But mm-hmm. um, uh, the pressures that you can face, from my own personal experience, obviously, they're in the USA. Race is more of a... a I don't say it's a bigger division because it's it is a thing in this country, but race is more pushed to the forefront in conversation there than it is here in the UK. It's very everything's all undercurrent. Oh, it's not really racist here, that sort of thing. Um, so just a light touch. I think some of the pressures that you might might face is pressures from within your community. So some people's uh, cultures don't they don't like interracial marriage. They don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. You can even find it outside of race, but even um, within the black community, there can be issues between Africans uh, marrying Caribbeans. It could be East Africans Agreed. marrying West Africans. It can be a black British woman marrying a black American man. Like it, it literally within the black community, it's very, very deep. And again, something probably have to go on mm. a bit further, right? In another episode. Mm. But there can be pressure from your community. There can also be pressure in terms of the conversations that you need to have in terms of race, because unfortunately we do live in a divided society. And I'm not going to say all lives matter because we know it does, but we know black lives matter more, sorry, because we are the group that we suffer in, in many ways that we cannot control. Um, Talk to the team. Yeah. Love it. So you have to have a conversation. You have to have it before you have children. And that's really important. And also, I think that, you know, there is, I cannot go into it so in depth, but there are fetishes that happen. There are situations where it's not really genuine in what they want from you as a, a black woman or a black man or a yeah. white woman or a white man, because it happens the other way around where, you know, you've got yeah. some black people who really want to have fair skinned kids because they don't want their kids to look black. That happens too. Um, But I think that actually it's very important to discuss and have open and transparent conversations about race. I don't think either one is ever going to fully understand what it means to be white and what it fully means to be black. But what I think can happen is that you have to open people's eyes to what is really going on. And sometimes people Mm -hmm. don't know that my husband is, is very... He's got black, you know, he's always grown up around black people, etc. But it was not until, and I always said to him, wait until you have a child and, and then you'll really see what I'm talking about. Not that he doesn't 
he's not he doesn't understand but you have to experience it and now that he has mm-hmm. a child now it's like oh I get it mm-hmm. because that child is 50% of my DNA but no matter what if she goes to certain parts of the UK if she goes to certain parts of the America well she's black and she's a hard n-word I'm not going to say it. that's what she is like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter she's not look at Meghan mm-hmm. Markle the woman is mixed race but looks very fair and look, mm-hmm. she's married to a white British royal. Look how much vitriol she gets. She's not even mm-hmm. someone who says she's black because she's not black. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah. it's for Gabby and her uh, her her husband, uh, partner, whatever, whatever he is, uh, for him, um, I can imagine that as, alongside the weight, the, ra- the race is a, is a thing that people are going to comment on because he's a white slim man. Yeah. Because if you've gone, um, there's OK Cuba statistics, right? About what groups of people, black men, wh- white men, mm-hmm. Asian, what they go for. Black women statistically in every single group is the lowest. Mm-hmm. Whereas with black women, statistically, they will prefer to date black men, prefer mm-hmm. to interact with. But actually mm-hmm. with every other group, they are the lowest, which is, yeah. I mean, that that's old data. It's probably, it might've changed. So I don't know. I think we got we got to unpick that one in a in a big episode. And the reasons why, yeah, I just thought it was quite interesting, and I think it's such a uh, an important topic to kind of discuss and unpick. But I just wanted to kind of like get your you know top line highlight kind of view. Oh. Uh, is because yeah, I do appreciate that that adds another layer of complexity to. Uh, to relationships as, as well as relationships that are in the public eye. Yeah. Um, and I do feel it is around, you know, people, they're dragging her for the, her way and people will get dragged because of the financials and the education, but actually you get dragged just because of who you are uh-huh. and your innate and your biological like makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not, uh, and that's not okay. And I agree with you in terms of, I think it's more around actually conversations need to happen. And I think the more conversations people have, mm-hmm. the more, uh, you widen people's scope of their perspective. Absolutely. Um, and I agree with you. I don't think any, either one is going to, I'm not going to know what it feels like to be a white man. I'm not going to know what it feels like to be a mixed race mm-hmm. man. Like, you know, pe- you know, my boyfriend's not going to know what it feels like to be a black man. My boyfriend's mix- mixed race. But I think it's around actually, if you continue the conversations, share the perspectives, you know, I think that can really support you work through and navigate through sure. uh, some of the challenges that you face Mm -hmm. in regards to being equally yoked because (laughs) in that one is society that thinks you're not equally yoked it's not you in your relationship so that's a hard one we're going to do that one in a spicy episode later on we're going to have to so closing thoughts then okay so my closing (laughs) thoughts thoughts. (laughs) let me finish up so um (laughs) i think empathy is really important for all the situations like put yourself in your partner's shoes like you know if they are the person who's financially educationally maybe even, as we said, interracially seen as not equally yoked with yourself, what can you do to uplift them? Like, it's not, you're not responsible for making them like the best person they are, but you are responsible for celebrating them and for celebrating your differences. Don't use it as an opportunity to put each other down, like to be like, well, you don't earn mm-hmm. as much as me, so you can't speak. Or, you know, you you didn't go to university, so why are you telling me that? you have to to not do that in within your home though i know sometimes if you're angry or whatever the words can just come flying out of your mouth before you even realize it but once it's out there you cannot take it back 
and that person is going to always remember that that's maybe what you think of them or what you thought of them at that time um and also ignore outside commentary and fuck the haters that i honestly fuck them if you're happy and there's eight there's nothing untoward happening in your relationship you're not being financially abused you're not being um like you know say for example you got like some like learning difficulty and someone's not using that to like do something dodgy you know like sign things on your behalf that you didn't ask for and all that shit um you know as long as you're happy I just say fuck everyone like just be you only have one life imagine you didn't be with the person that you really loved because you cared so much about what other people thought but please don't use it as an excuse to be like okay well I want to be with this person <laughs> because they're like 70 and they're close to dying and I want their money that's not what I mean <laughs> you, people know what I mean but I know that that can be twisted like well let's just be them anyway no as yeah. long as you're safe and well you're not taking advantage then fuck everyone that's me Amazing. <laughs> love it. Love it. And I think for me, you know what, the, it's just around almost having that balance. I think I've harped on about in this episode around, you know, like how are you replenishing your relationship bank, not just from the tangible stuff, but, you know, the emotional stuff as well. I think balance is really, really important. Communication. Um, and, you know, I think that it's about couples trying to complement one another. Um, and again, like if you feel in a particular type of way or insecure or, you know, it's really having some challenges in terms of not being equal equally yoked is having challenges on your relationship mm -hmm. it's just about having that conversation um and i think for too many people sit down there and uh, you know and will listen to other people's opinions about your relationship and equally what social media and society says about your relationship and doesn't actually form their own opinion and drill down to actually what the issue is for them to have a conversation with their partner yeah. and the conversations don't start because Tom, Dick, Harry, you and Latoya said, oh, this is what should be. Do you feel a particular type of way and planting seeds in your head mm. what they should be doing? It's feeling very open to so stop doing that and stop letting other people, you know, tell you how you feel, what your relationship should be. I think you just need to have that conversation. You're feeling a particular type of way. Um, and yeah, if it's impacting your relationship from that point. So that would be my closing thoughts. <laughs> Jerry, I know, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Listen, I'm ready to drop a mic, you know, drop my poor, my poor, poor ointment for my lips. Just drop that mic and just come off the screen quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear i love it, oh, I love it. Well, that is all from us this episode i really hope that you enjoyed and i hope that you um think that we touched on each area sensitively i think we always do try mm. to because you know we might not have experience in every area but we understand that some people are living that right now so Agreed. you can't be too judgmental you can't be too judgmental on these situations so we hope you enjoyed and we hope to see you on the next episode enjoy your day wherever you are bye bye guys <laughs>